Hey there, this is Harriet McClance, and I'm so glad you tuned in today. I received an analysis of all of the podcasts that I had created over the past year. And I learned a lot from the analytics of those uh, podcasts. Today, I want to talk to you about one podcast in particular, because I realized that that is a very uh, sensitive topic for so many of you who chose to tune in for that particular podcast. In fact, it was two parts of it. And I was a a little leery about putting that type of uh, personable information out. And so I decided to delete one of the podcasts. But after prayer and meditating on it, I've decided that I need to address this because this is truly an issue. Today, I want to talk to you about, but it's your family. How to heal past toxic in-law relationships. Let's get started. Some of you who have been married for a while to have a very strong and supportive Christian in-law unit. When I recorded that podcast about a year ago that centered around, but it's your family toxic in-laws, it was created from a place of pain because I had lived through uh, bullying from some of my uh, sister-in-laws and I had dealt with broken relationships as a result of a smear campaign that was launched by a very emotionally uh, disturbed sister-in-law. And there were so many players who were a part of this whole apparatus that I I really didn't know at the time who all the players were. But after some prayer and time, God allowed me to see who were all involved. And after the grieving process and going through this period of anger and rage, uh, God delivered me from my flesh and I have been able to heal. And now that God has delivered and healed me, I want to encourage those of you who are dealing with toxic in-law relationships. I want to encourage you to remember the godly standard of how you are to govern yourself as a Christian woman, because you do not answer to what other people are doing. You don't give in to your flesh because of the godly standard. You have to comply with godly principle. Now, some of you are probably saying, you know what, Harriet, that's a whole lot easier said than done. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? But I have to talk about this because there are so many uh, women who are on the verge of depression and possibly suicide because you feel trapped and cornered by a functioning, dysfunctional in-law, toxic in-law relationship. And you don't really want to say anything about it. I guess some of you may have been like I was. I was very young when it all started and and completely naive to the tactics and, and, and the traps and the games. There were even conversations that were had around me that were designed to entrap me that I wasn't aware of simply because I didn't know that I had to have my guard up when I was around hostile territory. But at the time, I didn't know that these people harbored this hostility toward me because of a narrative that had been 
played out throughout the family about me that was carried in the bosom of one of my sister-in-laws whom I was inviting into my home, who I was feeding at my table, who I was standing in line purchasing Christmas gifts for to place under my tree. So all of that stuff affected me. And I felt this level of betrayal. You know, I don't know what it is about in-laws, but if if the in-laws don't have a, a strong Christian foundation, I'm not talking about just people who go to church because there's a difference. There's church folks and then you have Christians, a significant difference. But what I'm trying to convey to you is that I had my guards down because I thought that because these people were in the church and I had married into the family and I love them, that they would love me too. And here I am, this girl out of rural Mississippi, marrying into a family of people who just didn't want me to be there. Now, keep in mind, I didn't bring any what you so-called baggage into the marriage. I married into divorce. I married into children from a previous relationship. I came straight out of college in the military. And all I had was myself. And my money that I had in the account, which wasn't much, from my time in the military. And my vehicle. I even had my own apartment. But I still wasn't worthy of what this family felt like they should have their their brother, their family member should have had. They saw me as a gold digger. Honey, if I was digging for gold, I would have been looking all over the place and definitely would not have gone in the direction of the man that I'm married to now. But that's the narrative that was that was spread throughout the family tree. The fact that I didn't I was trying to uh, uh, keep this man away from his family, that I was stopping his children from coming into the home that all see all of this was created by the sister in law that I was allowing into my home. So you're probably saying, well, Harriet, why you let me let me tell you something, ladies. When you get married, don't assume that that family loves you. Don't assume it. And that's to protect you. The mistake that I made before I got married, and I keep saying this to my husband from time. I said, you know what? That was a mistake for me not to meet your family before I married you. And he said, no, I didn't want you to meet my family before you married me. And, you know, I, I, I can think so many things about that. But what I realized was. It may not have been God's will. Because today. I am happier than I have ever been. And I couldn't imagine myself being married to anybody but the man God has blessed me with my husband. But it has been. A very difficult and tedious journey for me as a Christian woman. It's not enough, ladies, for you to be a Christian wife, 
Some of the families that you marry into are functioning, dysfunctional, toxic families. They are dealing with their own stuff. And when you marry into these type of dynamics and family systems, what can happen is you can become the scapegoat. You can become the scapegoat. And that's what I became. I was the source of all the reasons why my spouse was not whatever the case was. Whatever you want to put behind it was not going to visit his family because of Harriet was not uh, uh, having any money because of Harriet. And mind you, we had plenty of that and still do. But the point that I'm trying to make to you, ladies You've got to make sure that you have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ and that you have some Christian godly women in your life because you don't really know these families until you marry into them. And I want to encourage you to keep your family business to yourself. Don't share information about what's going on with you and your husband to other folks uh, that's in his family because you don't know how they're going to use that information or how they're going to change it. But I can honestly say that dealing with this particular situation forced me to grow up quickly. You know, and, and, and parts of me still had to deal with the grieving process. Because I was in uh, self-preservation mode, I gave up the opportunity to really get to know too many people in that family at all. Because the, 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 the pain was just too much. That's what in-law abuse does. It drains you of your energy. It drains you of, 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 of those relationships that you may have, you could have probably had with some of the decent people within the family. Because sometimes when the women are not happy with the woman that marries into the family, maybe you're pretty. I believe that I was, a, I was this attractive young woman that married into the family who was educated, uh, ambitious, had some so many things going. I was also in the military at the time that I became an easy target. When people don't people don't need a reason to dislike you, ladies. If you're listening to this and you're probably thinking about all this stuff, some of your in-laws are doing to you. That's not normal. It's not normal for your in-laws to abuse you, to talk about you, to dog you out to folks. It's not normal for you to go into a room of your in-laws or to sit at a table with them and they don't speak to you. You just sitting there and they all talking around you, but they're not talking to you. It's not normal. And I don't suggest that you continue to place yourself into situations and environments where you're being abused by your in-laws, where you're being mistreated by your in-laws. And don't allow your husband to say to you, if you love me, then you will tolerate my family. No, I love you, but I didn't marry your family. And if you think that allowing my so how is it that allowing your family to abuse me is the only way that I can show my love to you now? No, you show your love for me by protecting me when these people come up against me and try to abuse me. Ladies, don't put yourself in a position where you're allowing yourself to be abused, because when they get through dragging your name through the mud, when they get through beating you down and making you look unattractive, because that's what stress will do. That's what depression will do. That's what anxiety will do when you're when they're done doing their dirt to you, because most of the time they're not that attractive anyway. They're not. You can't be ugly and cruel to people and then look attractive. You just can't. 
So you don't want to end up looking like them. So you've got to detach from them. That means that you, you, you remove yourself from the environment that's affecting your emotional, mental, and possibly physical health. That's what I had to do, but that's what worked for me. And, and if it wasn't for Christian counseling, I don't know how me and my husband would have been able to maneuver through these complex dynamics. You see, that's the part that they don't talk about when you get ready to get married. They don't say that you you can uh, run into a, 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 a father in law that that mistreats you. They don't tell you that there's a possibility that the women in that family are toxic. It's all get out. They don't tell you that there is a possibility that there may be some malignant narcissism taking place, some bullying taking place there. You don't know that stuff until you marry into these families. So how do you cope with them? Number one, you take care of yourself first. When you recognize a hostile environment, when you recognize that people who are friending you on your page, uh, they're, they're, they're doing little flaky things or whatever the case is, you unfriend them. You, you unfriend them. I can honestly tell you that I can count on one hand with just a couple of fingers how many in-laws that I have, my, my husband-in-laws that I have on my social media stuff. If, if any, simply because I did so much work, I have gone through so much healing, so many hours of Christian counseling to get to the place of healing where I am now so that I can talk to other women who may be going through it. I've done so much to God be the glory that I'm unwilling to put myself in the line of fire again and start over. I'm not willing to do that, which is why I chose to detach. And so, ladies, those of you who may be dealing with abuse from your in-laws, you're not stuck. You're not trapped. Is not the end of the world. You're not the first woman to go through it and you definitely won't be the last. But when God created you, he created you to be the light of the world, the light in darkness. And chances are, if you haven't done anything to that family, they are after you because of the light that shines through you. Because those who love God, they will love you. God bless you.